0: This episode of the Big Head Chats podcast on the On The Pine Sports Network is brought to you by Mulca and Co. Marketing. For all your marketing needs, Gav and the team have you covered. They do it all, including making our new website. They made the process of creating and continually editing a website super easy, and the end result? Well, I'll let you check it out for yourself at www.onthepinesports.com.au. They also build online stores using Shopify. In these COVID-19 times, when going online has been a must for some businesses, Gavin the guys know how to get you there check out their latest store at www.wardrobedbythesea.com.au now some podcasts might give you a little discount code but I'm not quite there yet so keep listening and maybe I will be one day but anyway you should check them out at wwwmolkaycomau marketing that's wwwmolkaycomau slash marketing now to bigger chats let's go Welcome back, everyone. Episode 3. We're getting through them quick, Will. We are getting through them quick. Got Will Reid here from the Blind Scout Network once again, discussing another three teams. Glass half full, glass half empty. Analytic sky. Welcome back.
1: 99.86% is the mass in the solar system that is consumed by the sun. And I say that as well, Ollie. It's a sunny day. Yes. For once in Melbourne. There's a bit of clear sky, Unheard of! Put my washing outside just before. It's actually, I have been.
0: I haven't, been, I haven't had the luxury of doing that in quite a while. I feel for you. Man. I just feel like isolation equals it's usually the day is pretty depressing weather-wise. There hasn't <laughs> been many sunny, good days. It's winter, I know, but
1: I the, the two go hand in hand. I just want to be able to sit outside a little bit, have the fresh air. We can't even get fresh air in our backyard. Can't go out and about and get fresh air. We at least want to get it in our backyard. Yeah. Can't do that with this weather. I mean. Just want to freeze to death.
0: When I go for my morning walk to get a coffee, it's almost like, what is this? (laughs) What have I just walked into? I haven't been outside in 24 hours. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But it's what we're dealing with at the moment. Uh, Will, welcome back great to have you along. We are, we are pumping these podcasts out quick. We are. Trying to get these done before the actual bubble starts, not the scrimmage games, before games start this Friday morning, 8.30. We'll be up early, won't we?
1: Oh, we'll be up early. <laughs> I, I say that. Let's see if I actually am up early.
0: Yeah, just get a good night's rest on the Thursday, because then you've got a big weekend. You've got some NBA, F1, F1. um there's a lot. There's a lot going on this weekend. Footy to watch too, if you want exactly. to add some of that in there. Start some footy tomorrow. As of tomorrow night, Wednesday. Um, it it, yeah, it's 20, 20 straight days. Mm-hmm. A, a lot thing of
1: games. About that, though. What's that? None of the footy, NBA, or F1 are going to clash with each other. Spot on. Mm. Don't have to around. have the three
0: screens going at the same time. Yeah, you <laughs> time it perfectly,
1: and even the NBA games are spaced out quite well. Yeah, as well. Which is you're
0: going to fit in some food and exercise always in there somewhere.
1: Got, always good time for food.
0: <laughs> maybe a <laughs> sneaky G and T. Oh, for sure. have always got time for a G and T. Always uh, got time for a G and T. So we're recording this. It's Tuesday, the twenty eighth of July, about ten past three. Um, just t- tucked in some lunch, so it's a good time to talk about the uh, talk on the podcast. You know where. Um, in a bit of a food coma at the moment, so I'm happy to sit here and and talk shit for a while. So um, today we're going to cover uh, the first seed in the East, Milwaukee, championship favourites, I think in most people's eyes at the moment, and fair enough also. um, Oklahoma City, very interesting team. Looking forward to discuss them. And San Antonio, who, I mean, probably making up the numbers a little bit, another Marcus Aldridge, but always worth chatting about. Nonetheless. (laughs) Nonetheless. <laughs> now, Milwaukee. Uh, lots of positives to have say about Milwaukee. Um, my glass half full for them uh, is that they have Giannis and they're the best team in the league. It's as simple as that.
1: Yeah. As you said
0: about the Lakers, they have LeBron. Milwaukee are the best team with the best player.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. They have the MVP. The, in my opinion, the defensive player of the year as well. Currently, probably the best player in the league. Uh, Maybe not as proven in the playoffs, but he's shown that he's just grown and grown and grown every year. That uh, I, I'm ready for a big leap, even from like even the, the first two rounds last year, he showed what he can do and he put up elite numbers in the playoffs. Just had a down few games against the Raptors, but uh, easy. I, I put them as my favorites just, as a Bucks fan. It's easy for me to say that, yeah, but, yeah,
0: um, right with you there. I mean. Toronto do not pull that trade-off last year to sign um, Kwai. Milwaukee probably makes the finals. Mm. Oh, without a doubt. If Fred Blandley doesn't have his child. Yeah. <laughs> if... <laughs> Which we as discussed well. in the last episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great timing mm. um, from him. Um, I mean, do you buy into this LeBron has a case of MVP debate Le- as of late? Not even slightly. No. I mean,
1: it's, it's... and.
0: I'm the biggest LeBron fan. Yes. I'll, I'll fight for LeBron <laughs> on most issues, but he's not the MVP. He doesn't
1: have a leg in the race.
0: No. He can't. I mean, it's just recency bias. Mm. And there's a lot of that in the sports world. A lot of recency bias.
1: Um, Even that, like we've spoken about before, the fact that the, the good games towards the end of the season that we talk about LeBron might be, oh, look at that 36.10 rebound, 8 assist game. And it's like, okay, Giannis is... Oh, close to averaging that when he, <laughs> when he when he plays the allotted minutes. And yeah, his third per thirty six minutes are are better than that. Yeah, basically. So it's it, it, Lebron's good games are just because he improves from where he's already having a great season, but it's nowhere near matching. Giannis games.
0: started up high and has stayed there, if not got better
1: mm.
0: all season. Mm. I think that what's happened to Giannis is what has happened to Lebron for most of the second half of his career, where you're almost playing so well for such a long period that everyone forgets how good you're playing oh. because someone else improves suddenly and it's all of a sudden like, oh, maybe they're the MVP. So it's always worked in reverse for LeBron where he's had that problem, he, most of his the second half of his career where every year you'd say LeBron has a case, but oh you know, Derek Rose improved dramatically in 2011. So he's MVP. Same thing with like Kevin Durant, those kind of guys, Russell, Russell Westbrook, Harden, everyone. So everyone improves and puts up these stats, and then so they're the MVP because they're the new one. They're recent. Everyone forgets that LeBron's been, he's still putting up the numbers that he's put up, hit the whole second half of his career, and that's working in reverse now, where it's happening to Giannis and LeBron is probably gonna he's, he's reaping the he's, he's reaping the rewards of it a little bit, where he's getting that late recognition for the MVP even though Giannis has been playing at the level and better
1: the whole season. Exactly. And and you even see that in someone like a bit of James Harden. Mm -hmm. The dude's averaging 36, 35 points a game, and it's normal. (laughs) It's
0: it's almost like I'm not even impressed anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: it's a big deal. But because he started doing that from the start of the season, even last year, he was averaging 38, 40 for a while and then it slowly goes down to 36, it, it's like you're disappointed that it goes down. and oh. Because of your level of start season, it's like, oh, didn't do any better. Didn't go to 42 <laughs> points a game, you know? Bradley
0: Beal's averaging 30, and everyone's like, oh, put some respect on the man's name. Like, that is a legit player in this league, and, mm-hmm. and then you just forget, oh, Harden's averaging better than that. Exactly. For, like, multiple Same years. Same efficiency. Multiple years. years, yeah, exactly right. Um, does. He's definitely been hard done by he's in the whole MVP race, like everything. There's been multiple years where I've had him. And the one year I probably didn't have him was the year he won it.
1: Mm. You know, it's just... Um, it's a bit
0: odd.
1: Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's very hard, hard. to grade someone like Harden, especially with the defensive problems he's had in the past. Yeah, correct. So I don't like the whole the media voting on these awards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, they you, you create a
0: narrative and all of a sudden it gets some legs and mm. that beca- can become a... Legit thing. Exactly. I think there seems to be a better way to vote yeah. on it. Yeah, exactly. um, So Milwaukee, lots of positives. Um top two lineups most used, uh, plus 19 and plus 15, scoring mm. differential um, from 407 and 139 minutes, respectively. Um, here's one that I, stat, that I enjoyed. Here we go. So I'm getting on your bed. Here lane. we go. It's <laughs> nothing special. <laughs> I Only lost back-to-back games once. During the year And that came In the last three games That they lost Before the lockdown Um I can't remember Exact Was it Did Giannis not play There was definitely A reason why yeah, They lost play the last those game, three
1: I, think, I remember Middleton or something Was the one that One of them was, was The Lakers points, Yeah so like, Even Wesley Matthews may have had a few Might have been out. Or something, yeah. yeah
0: So one of the games Was the Lakers So um, And then they lost To Denver and, and Phoenix As well So I mean To only lose Back to back games Once and it came At the end Because of Missing players. Missing players. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like... They're all, all, almost on that 70-win pace the entire season. Yeah. They, they very much could have gotten that, but they never cared. No, they exactly. They didn't factor into them. Just, like, the, the fact... Like, here's another statistic for you. Oh, all. They have the third-largest margin of victory difference of all time. It's ridiculous. Third-largest. third, third largest, Only trailing the 96 Bulls mm-hmm. and the 2017 Warriors. That It shows their dominance, and they're not even getting talked about I mean yeah, in a small market, yeah, but you, yeah, they've just been doing it all year. It's, it's yeah. become normal. It's, and yeah, as, unbelievable.
0: You, as you said, so the the, the uh, one seed in the East, 53 and 12. And so obviously the 70 win, you know, category probably was going to become a possibility, but it wasn't like they were chasing that. Mm. They just play hard every night. Exactly. Just from, from start to end, no matter what, doesn't matter what records are going to come up. They're just playing hard every single night, led by Giannis, who is his intensity is ridiculous mm. and not something you see from a lot of NBA stars. Every single night on both ends of the
1: floor, mm. every minute on the court. And even then, that their margin eleven point two nine points a game on average for the victory would be so much greater if Giannis played fourth quarters. He's averaging thirty minutes a game. <laughs> it's he's just ridiculous. half the game, like if he play six minutes less from that, even half the game he's playing, like it's.
0: <laughs> it's, it's almost crazy to think about mm. And the numbers he's putting up Are just
1: unbelievable. His per 36 stats are something around 36, 16 and what 8 assists or whatever like I
0: mean, come on now
1: Unbelievable and, and then even then if he got the ball In those late stretches He's getting the ball more than he would In a general 6, six Actually in a span that he would play anyway So, so They are boosted
0: on that I need to go through stats just <laughs> not stats well, co-
1: While you get them up did you what, what, do you think of the, when you think of this Bucks team, who might I say is has the I think second highest pace of all time? Yeah. Which again, I'll, I'll talk about later. But um, do you think of this team more of an offensive juggernaut, or defensive ju- or defensive juggernaut? And obviously they're they're both, they're yeah. both sides, yeah But what do you think of the more? At? Uh, uh, where were they more most powerful?
0: I don't I don't know if that's just my mindset, but I think. Maybe it's because it's easier to see offence, I think mm. offence, yeah. and just the fact that, you know, having threes they're putting up. Like, you watch a two-minute stretch, and Brooklyn Lefez shoots four threes. It's exactly.
1: like, holy <laughs> crap. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. What well, do you think?
1: Well, I'll tell you. that They had this second-best defensive rating of all time. Behind who? The 96 Bulls. By much? Uh, just a very slight I don't have the number in front of me, but yeah, it's, it's very, small, very slight small, yeah. much, Which just shows that, like... <laughs> they just, like, they've just got like so. It feels like every single player on their team can play elite defense. I, I on the top of my head right now, I can't think of a player besides Corver, yeah, that could not play defense. Ilya Sova holds his own on defense. Well, he's I was just going to say
0: Wesley Matthews is not someone that I thought was a defensive, not star, but very very handy defensive player. And hmm. I, you watch games and he locks up some of the opposition's up. best players. He's unbelievable. And so you know you got he's your He's a starter, but he's not one of your sort of main guys that you look to on either end. But it's those guys that make the make the difference because if mm-hmm. he's hitting those open shots, he gets given. He only gets a few a game, and then he's playing his part on the defensive end. It goes such a long way to easing yeah. the pressure off of Giannis, Middleton, even Lopez as well. Those mm-hmm. sort of guys that are, you know, anchoring the team. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So Giannis, yeah, twenty nine point six points a game. 13.7 rebounds, 5.8 assists, a steal, and a block, and they're averaging 3.7 turnovers as well. For mm. so for a guy that hasn't got the greatest handles and you know can get picked, I feel that's not too bad. Um, shooting 54% from the field, 30% from three of five attempts Which a game. Is five
1: attempts a game for Giannis. That's in, in the minutes he's playing as well. Yeah. That's that's almost what Devin Booker attempts <laughs> is I it think really? per 36 minutes he attempts he actually doesn't shoot as many throws as I thought <laughs> he doesn't he's yeah. a better 3 point shooter than <laughs> Devin Booker mind you higher yeah. volume and greater efficiency
0: and he's, he's literally averaging 30 30.9 30. minutes a game
1: yeah if you look, look at his thirty per 36 minutes stats I mean I, I don't even, even really
0: think I need to I, just, I get there, it he's like, per 36 so 34.5 points 16 rebounds 6.7 assists just over a steal and a block a game
1: yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> close to what I said. I may have blown him a little bit, but even LeBron's
0: even, had an unbelievable year, but they're not. Fuck, Giannis is close, the MVP. My the like, <laughs> <like, laughs> not, not even an argument. Yeah, I,
1: I think the MVP awards even a bit overrated. For me, I will look more at all, all NBA team yep. awards and stuff like that. But it's if you are awarding it, yeah, it's Giannis, and it's not even close. Yeah, correct. Not even close. Um, um,
0: yeah, you know, you talk.
1: Uh, someone I think that is going to get a bit more talk coming to this playoffs and I'm huge on this I already start. know what you're going to say. Yeah, huge on him. He's one of the biggest net ratings for the team. Yep. He's got going to start for him next year and I can book that in now and I think he's going to be an all-star at some stage in his career. Dante, Divincenzo. Uh, I
0: knew it. <laughs> Very good player.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. player. Already got an 80 rating on 2K, mine. Okay, you. Okay, well, they,
0: speaking a 2K, <laughs> so, myself and Jerv, uh, our other housemate, playing 2K the other day, uh, I think he had the bucks. I had the bucks. one of us did and he was asking he said who's Divincenzo? I said he doesn't know Di Vincenzo. I said you're fucking kidding me Daniel Oh because right. <laughs> his rating was so good he was like an 80 and I was yeah. like man he's like he's the next one for Milwaukee well, he's the up and coming well Giannis is up and coming still he's only 25 but he's the up and coming dude mm. he's the bloke that team's gonna swoop on because he's that you know the next one coming up that can sort of you feel like he can really skyrocket the next few seasons and build and become more of a relied-on mm. player.
1: Oh, exactly. And I think even in twenty eighteen, he had that unbelievable few games for Villanova. Yes. In the final four, he, I don't know if he won the final four or or not, but like no, whatever that's called. But he uh, just rip away. And when he even gets the minutes to show what he can do, he just lights it up everywhere. Incredibly yeah. efficient. And you, you watch him play, it's smooth. It is yeah. so smooth. And yeah, a lot of his lineups can be against like bench units and whatnot. I just
0: so this googled Jonathan DiVincenzo, two-time Inter champion.
1: Yeah,
0: with Villanova. So 2016 already, and 2018. So yeah, he's a
1: winning player.
0: I mean, yeah. So I just I couldn't believe Joe didn't know who he was. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. He is key for them. Yeah. Um, and so Wesley Matthews is getting on in age a little bit. And plus, he's um, only on
1: their one-year minimum deal. Yeah, so he, and he's, he, he so, so he's 33
0: at the moment. So, yeah, you can see that natural progression where DiVincenzo will be the next one in line there.
1: Yeah, even when Bledsoe, Middleton, or any of those guys are out, DiVincenzo's the very first, first guy, time no up. matter what, that's going to come in. Yeah, um, And you look at their, uh, the Raptor ratings on 538, DiVincenzo's is a plus 4.5. Which is just behind Middleton in terms of his rating, above George Hill, Bledsoe, everyone else on the team. Like, unbelievable defensive player. Yeah. Plus three on defense, and I think it's like to Giannis levels analytical.
0: Do you see? Defense. Do you see him um, different roles? But do you see him as that sort of Malcolm Brogdon role in this team, where team's going to circle, um, and they're going to have to pay him if they want to keep him. I'm assuming in the yeah. coming years. I mean, do you think they have to? I mean, fight hard for him.
1: He's still. I think he's in his second year this year, so they've still got a few years of him under yeah. team orders. But
0: which could almost be worse than him because it, uh, if he keeps on the trajectory. Yeah, he, he, he could build be, it up, especially starts to numbers.
1: Yeah. But uh, in, in this sort of, oh, it, who knows what's going to happen to the cap as well now with all the COVID and everything happening. But they're yeah, the type of gut like yeah. Brogdon they had to look around $20 million to keep him and they decided not to. Yep. Um, I see DiVincenzo a bit of a mix of Marcus Smart and Brogdon yep. type of play. Like that great defensive intensity, has mm-hmm. that athleticism. Um, yeah, but it, it could be hard when it comes to paying him, but the Bucks are really good at retaining their players. and We've already seen Giannis take a pay cut in previous seasons to keep certain guys around. And I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself it's, yeah. in yellow, it's going to stay but if he does stay it wouldn't even surprise me if he takes another pay cut if Yeah, gives that money to him it's not as important he's already getting enough money everywhere yeah. else and he's going to get paid over 200 hundred pound. anyway and, he,
0: and from what he's come from as well I think mm. he's, he, he sees himself as pretty privileged to be where he is so exactly. he's not hunting the exactly. the big
1: max deal that other guys might be mm. but they still like over there they had to pay Middleton a lot of money yeah Honestly, Milton's playing to what his contract is. He's Chuck Middleton, and a lot of other teams, and he's going to be able to put over twenty-five points a game mm-hmm. up for you. I'm not a lot of people might not be familiar with Middleton's game, and <laughs> you know, that might be a shock to hear, but it, it's all there. And yeah. If you watched him play, you would agree. But uh, they could very. I, I think they're most likely to keep him. They managed to keep Brook Lopez on a very good team-friendly deal. They've already extended Bledsoe on a good team-friendly deal. It, like they they could keep someone like Divincenzo on around a round of fifteen mil, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it wouldn't hurt them, honestly. Yep. Especially if they're if they're winning championships, there's no reason why you wouldn't overpay a little bit. Especially if it's to keep Giannis around. If he does shine, and it comes to a spot where it's like, oh, is Giannis staying or going? Oh, DiVincenzo's broken out. We're going to pay him. Look, we're, here we're throwing this money at him. Stay with us, yeah. Like, it's... like we're, we're investing in exactly this core. Yeah. And, and you... Wor- worst comes to worst, Giannis leaves, I and mean, they still have a lot of good other players there. So th- why wouldn't they resign him anyway? Yeah, exactly. It'd be silly for him not to.
0: Um, do you have a do you have a glass half empty for them?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we saw what happened last year in the playoffs with them. Um,
0: well, that's because you, you just discussed Bledsoe and his deal. So I can still remember last year hmm. around. Oh, obviously this time it's different because we're delay because of COVID but you know just coming into the playoffs and, and after the playoffs and Bledsoe copped a lot of hate because he, well, was, he played terrible. yeah bad. to put it simply he wasn't great in the playoffs played play, played pretty badly Um, so yeah that, that contract all of a sudden was like man it, should they have invested in him that much so there's definitely mm. some pressure on guys like him to perform mm. this upcoming postseason for Giannis to sort of finish the job, I guess. You know, they had that 2-0 lead over Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So there was definitely some pressure there.
1: Mm, 100%. And another big red flag, is what I mentioned before there, they have the second highest pace of all time. And we see what happens in the playoffs. The game slows down a lot. And how good is this team when the game slows down? Yeah. And we saw that last year. Middleton struggled to get his own shot off when it came to ISO. Same with Bledsoe, and Hill Hill was reliable, but they shut down Giannis. Yeah, and now with a lot of matchups this year, like you've you still got the Raptors with Siakam and all that, and they're just they're still just as good defensively, even with losing Kawhi. Yeah. they're just as good. Um, and now you've got a team like Philly as well, who. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons they got Horford was to have that big lineup against Giannis. Yep. And now they can throw that at him. Well,
0: I mean, because as you say, the pace definitely slows down. And Giannis is his most dangerous. He's unstoppable when he's no, out in transition, well. mm. can sort of... He just attacks the rim relentlessly. When the game slows down, you can see that with a Philly lineup, they can just flood that mm. and cramp him in the middle. And yes, they might give up the odd three... Here and there, but then you're also banking on Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, all these guys consistently hitting shots, which might not happen. Yeah, it might, exactly. just might not be their night. So that's definitely something to think about. To keep a,
1: Yeah, keep an eye on and as well. But we've also seen other players in the team, honestly, Brook Lopez has only shot, what, 29% from three this year. Mm-hmm. You might think he's a 36 yeah. or more percent shooter from three, but he's been abysmal from the three-point line this year, still puts him up. So, he, it's already he, shown they're succeeding while they're not playing to the yeah. to the level that they could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's just as well. But um, but I I still it it would surprise me a bit to see a little teams knock him off. But like there are there are teams that can match up very well yeah. against them. and we don't know yet. Giannis has gotten better, I guess, in isolation players. We've seen that his ability, he's gotten a bit more control with his dribble. I watched a preseason preseason pre. What did he call scrimmage game, scrimmage game today, <laughs> and uh, he looked a lot better, a lot more controlled. Like he's been working on it a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's still it, it's hard to say. Last year, I, yeah. once we're up 2-0, I thought it was a given. It's The betting markets were all like, yep, it's 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 there. It's yeah. bucks. It, it's not changing." Mm-hmm. Not, who really um, knows?
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. It would be interesting once we know who they're playing. Because mm. there's obviously some teams that, on paper, and have shown during the year that they match up okay with the Bucs. Mm. Um, you know, you're of Miami, Philly, probably those two. You know, and, 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 right. I'm Honestly, to obviously Boston. Boston even, you know, the, the, the with Brown and Tatum, they, have, and, yeah. um, they can sort of throw some different things at them. They're good
1: defensively as well. They mm. know how to move their players and help and stuff like that.
0: Any and team with Brad Stevens is going to be good. Exactly. In system.
1: And when the game slows down a bit, Boston... Has the players that can get the shots off a bit more? They have a Tatum, Kemba, yeah, stuff like that. And I'd still honestly try trust a Marcus Smart a bit more to take <laughs> the than I would Bledsoe right now. Really? Yeah. So it's okay. Uh, I, so, as a, I'm still not that confident, even though we're one of the best teams analytically on paper of all yeah. time. It's Giannis it's, is not a traditional playoffs. I mean, mastermind. Yeah, player. and it's
0: it's a cra- it's a crazy situation we're in with COVID. And, you know, you could there could be the sort of the effect where they might lose some momentum. I mean, you, you're going so well and you have this extended break. You haven't – obviously, the scrimmages and all that have helped and they're back – might be back in their rhythm a bit. But, um, you know, that could take a toll on them where it might take a bit to get going. It might take a – you know, of the first eight games, it might take four or five to really start to feel like they're clicking. And, you know, if that goes for any longer into the playoffs – that's obviously not very good for them. So that's yeah, always exactly. something to think about as well because it's been a long break for these teams. So exactly. that's definitely something to, the, to think about. Mm. Um, we're going to jump ship. We're going to go to the West, OKC. Okay, probably the team I've been look, looking forward to discussing the most, to be honest. They're sort of... <laughs> it's got so much stuff to yeah, dissect. Who would have thought that the Thunder I mean, would be fun to talk about Well, this I do remember saying... In the pre season, I said, This is the team where I think if they can just get their shit together, it could be a sneaky playoff chance and could create some issues. They got a decent lineup where I think pieces work, and then they obviously started poorly, but their second half of the season
1: has been really good. It was almost just like a first 10 game slump that they had, yeah. and they just shot off from there.
0: And they've been really good since. Um, so they currently they enter the, the bubble, fifth in the West, 40 and 24. Um, yeah, just the one game back from uh, Utah and fourth, so, um, I think my glass half full for the Thunder um, was their great form heading in to, just before lockdown. Um, yeah, had a really good record in, in the last sort of handful of games um, before then. Um, top 15 defense, top 10 offense, so they're, they're not great, but they're not terrible on either end. They're, pretty consistent um, and the team seems to have gelled well which is always important when you come into a, a stretch of basketball like this where you sort of got to nail it for the period just that, those you know,
1: few months um, they're the perfect team to do it well, exactly did you see Andre Roberson's? I With did first game back, first came back in... two clutch three-pointers at the end of the game I mean he has not played basketball in ages I didn't realise how long it had been a, almost three even, or yeah Forget so twenty
0: eighteen. Mm. early twenty eighteen was his last game. So mm. he's been missing for a while.
1: Exactly. So for a guy like that to come back and still look okay after he's yeah. out of the league, no chance of coming back. But
0: mm. well that, you know, with knee injuries, And when you're after that long Yeah, exactly. And the, you know, continuous problems mm. that's yeah, never good news. Yeah, exactly. But now like you said,
1: not a great start, started five and ten and then since then went thirty five and fourteen. Mm. Unbelievable way to end the year.
0: One of the, I think the top, one of the top three records in that period. In that span. In that span. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, to, to absolutely kill it like that and just have everyone gel, everyone work well together with injuries. I think mm-hmm. they had a few people missing to injuries here and there. Yeah. Um, um, they've done very well. So what's
0: your, what's your, uh, what's your glass
1: half full for everything you just probably just discussed? Glass half full, yeah, a lot of what I said there, but, but one thing that, I mean, a few people might know, they have, on, on paper, one of the the by far best lineup in yeah. the league in terms of net rating. Yeah. Uh, that lineup: C three, uh, Dennis Schroeder, Shay Gilgis, Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, and Stephen Adams at the center, which has a net rating of twenty nine point mm. nine, which is about like, the the Bucks, Bucks net net rating is around a ten point something, yeah. which is already like top five, top three all time, <laughs> to have a net rating of 30 yeah. basically is insane. Absolutely yeah, insane. To have Shea play the three and do that, it's, oh, it's, it's so unmatched. Like the, the next closest after that, you have the New Orleans lineup with um, Zion and it coming in. But then as soon as you go down to like fourth and fifth, you're looking at like a 19 to 18 net rating. Like they, they blow everyone sure. out of the water. And it actually happens. A lot of it's not assisted upon. It's just the, the guys going to work yeah, and just making their shots. They have a true shooting percentage in that lineup of 67%. And league average for true shooting is about 57%, 56%. Yeah, so they're well above. They just hit their shots with this lineup. I don't know if it's just match-ups or whatever it is, but they just make it work. And it's not its not a small sample size as well. It's by far the largest sample size, 41 games played. 40 yeah. Every other lineup doesn't have as much experience. They just blow it out of the water when these well, guys are... That's the, the
0: that's the consistency you talk about. So, like they've played sixty four games. Uh, Shea and Chris Paul and Schroeder mm-hmm. have missed one
1: each. Who was I thinking? Uh,
0: Steven Adams has only missed six, and then Gallinari has only missed uh, nine. So that core group have been have, you know played consistently for most of the year. Um, I mean, Terrence Ferguson's missed fourteen yeah. games. He's probably the one.
1: Diallo's been out a little bit.
0: Yeah, so, but obviously having, the, so they've had that lineup for most of the year. They've been able to play with them almost every game and it's proving effective. So that's a good sign going into the bubble that this team has had so much experience together this season and it's worked. So there's not much you have to change going into the bubble. There's not much you have to tinker with really, um, just match up and situational based. Yeah, exactly. Even going to each game in each round.
1: Exactly. And the fact that if you're looking into the playoffs, you're going to immediately think, "Oh, who's the biggest offensive uh, weapon and stuff like that? You, you need that big star, and you're like, oh, Chris Paul. It's got to be Chris Paul. He's the fourth leading scorer on their team yeah. already, averaging 17.7 a game. The other three guys, Shea, Dennis, and Danila, are all averaging 19 a game and all insanely efficient. <laughs> Shout out to Dennis Schroeder for getting his three-point job. <laughs> 38%. That's on a good volume as well, five attempts a game. Yeah. And another guy better than Devin Booker. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Hot ha-
0: take, Dennis Schroeder is a better basketballer than Devin Booker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get James Jones on the phone. The <laughs> now. Um, but no, like, uh, I guess that's another thing which you could sort of put into a, the glass half-empty bucket, the fact that they don't have that general top 15, top 20 player. Yeah.
0: And so they probably, and with that lineup so prevalent, they probably don't have a plan B. Yeah, I exactly. feel, you know, I feel, like so we've discussed Toronto, they can throw so many different things out. Yeah, you know, the Lakers can, the Clippers can, and, and, and Milwaukee can, but you feel like without their star, there's not a whole heap of different stuff they can throw at a team mm. in a playoff series. You know, there's, that would be easy to to uh, scout before mm. before the series, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, what do you what else do you have for a glass half empty for the Thunder?
1: Uh
0: glass half
1: empty, just I think it's just like a firepower. Mm. I, that's just the only yeah. thing that it's I think weird they, they lack. say that for them because they have, like I said, four guys averaging seventeen points a game. Yeah, and they're all like every different night you can see any one of them going to for thirty and stuff. But then i will just not. Just not the big name players, but it's yeah,
0: like. and they're probably a good team for the playoffs. Where the game does slow down, they're you know they're good in the half court, get through their sets, you know, well controlled by mm. Chris Paul, obviously. A, and if the ball is in Shay's hand as well, good things are happening. Like the team, you know, he, he runs the offense well as well um, when need be. So it probably yeah. suits playoff basketball. But so eventually, good. firepower, you're going to need someone to go and win you the game. And am I trusting Chris Paul to do that? Maybe. Maybe a game, but not a series, mm. I don't think. Definitely not a late series anyway. Maybe a first round.
1: Especially when you've got that lineup on with the three, I basically call them all point guards. Yeah. On the floor, if you have a big lineup against the Clippers or something where they're playing like uh, Beverly, George, Kwai, Morrison. Harrell at the five, then you can have two of those guard, point guards guarding basically Kwai and PG.
0: Yeah. And you're already
1: undersized there going into that.
0: I think the the first round will be interesting because as, as it sits the the five seed, going to play Utah um, as it stands now. I mean, that's probably a great matchup for them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty even, like, that'd be a very entertaining series. They could easily go up and go to fourth Possibly third if Denver have a bad eight games, or I could easily fall to six Mm. and place something like a Denver in the first round, who I would still think that's a pretty decent matchup for them in the first round. And I would, I'd probably happily put some money on them,
1: Mm. I think. No, exactly. I'd I'd quite confidently be able to back them and have faith of them going in and winning some games. So 538 season predictor has them falling down to six, but yeah. against have a it, I just against don't think it Nuggets would be it wouldn't be the round,
0: worst thing if they fell I just
1: it, it, yeah exactly as we've Especially said with no home court really right yeah it's not it just, be the worst thing
0: as we've said the east and the west from three to six it's completely even now there's no home court there's not there's basically no advantage for any of the teams finishing higher it just becomes a match-up situational base
1: who you want because of that can you see some teams tanking to try get into the third <laughs> spot to Play no. like say if, if you are the Thunder and you have one game left, and it's like if you win, you're against the Rockets, or and if you lose, you're against the Nuggets or the Jazz. Didn't you, you see like, them sort of being like we, we definitely just
0: definitely not games. tanking, but it's also there'd be a part of them going we just like them once we say play. they lose, they're like we don't really care. Yeah, exactly. That's probably it's, it's a sort of warm up game. Yeah, too. I think none of the teams are in a state in a state right now where. I think they would happily lose games and yeah. going into the playoffs especially especially if it's late in the eight games before the playoffs start I don't think any team's stupid enough to risk any form uh, then but they're one team where I, th- I think if they can avoid is they can try and get a Utah or a Denver in the first round I like that I like that I'll put that. some money on that my boy <laughs> my boy Steven Adams yeah. the <laughs>
1: He's the nicest scary guy I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I love the compilations of just Stephen Adams being a nice guy for 15 minutes. Yeah, and like <laughs> every fight that's
0: broken out that the Thunder are involved in, Adams comes in. Doesn't matter what the he's he done to his teammate, it. and he just he just grabs whoever is involved, gives him a big cuddle, and just diffuses the situation. But he's the scariest happen? looking bloke on the court. It makes no sense. I want him to come come in with a fly kick. Aquaman just flying <laughs> in there.
1: Doing some,
0: um, but, but just, just, he's, he's a probably a good matchup for, I'd I'd feel confident having him guard a Jokic or a Go Bear. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd feel confident he's gonna make like make life hard for them and mm. and do a solid job on yeah. both ends.
1: No, I can agree with you there. Um, I guess one bad matchup for them, and this would probably only happen if it goes to the second round, would be the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I, I don't think they can match that. I don't think Adams sort of fits as well against a like Pazingas who you really almost have to guard to the logo. Yeah, but his, his late season form, he showed he could extend his range that far and consistently hit it with just his normal shot. Yep. So, you take Adams out of that and then you've got Luca in open lane to the ring with smaller guys guarding him. So, yeah, um, that's not a great matchup. And even then, it, it like five thirty eight predictions have here, they have them finishing with the same record as the Mavericks, so it's quite possible that they could even fall to the seventh seed. Yeah, I mean quietly <laughs> and play the Clippers in the first round, which, like I said, is not a good matchup at all. It, it's very close, like the five thirty eight predicted rankings Well, I mean the fourth all the way down to the seventh seed, all finishing with the same amount of games, basically. So yeah, I mean it's all tit for tat. They're only a game and a half ahead of Dallas, mm.
0: um, so we've seen what Dallas have done. Just before the lockdown, the form they were in, and Luca's mm-hmm. and Luca and Chris Apps is slowly, you know, <laughs> gelling with mm-hmm. Luca,
1: and and his form is definitely um, improved. So mm-hmm. they're it a gets... whole different monster. Mm-hmm. One thing to note as well, uh, although we haven't seen it for him on the Thunder, but Shea Gilgis Alexander last year in the playoffs for the Clippers played brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. Had fourteen points a game, three assists. Assists and only 0.8 turnovers a game, yeah. Shooting 60% true shooting field goal percentage, which mm-hmm. is the playoffs, the average drops even more. And he's just shot it. And this is all against the Warriors, exactly, well. all against the Warriors, yep. a, a elite defensive team. I think well, Clay was in then, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just
0: Katie, it was missing. Mm,
1: so they he showed that he can play in the playoffs, show when it, when it matters, and he's got a very calm mindset. And only looks like he's jammed with CB3 and his teammates even more. So, mm. like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes out, averages 22. To 25 a game like it's he just, just becomes their go-to scorer like a Paul George early on for Indiana just appearing and mm. getting rid of that uh, shadow like Paul George did with Danny Granger the mm. uh, was just doing that with CB3 I guess in a way and just coming out and being the lead guy and I'm sure CB3 is more than happy for him to do that like yeah, that's essentially why CB3 is there to sort of be that bit of a mentor and you can yeah
0: you can tell they're friends and they like each other mm. which is so important when you've got a a veteran uh, and a a young guy and you you want them to be friends and the mentor. uh, That's exactly what the franchise needs and Mm -hmm. they're both providing that, which is good for the the future because he's shown he's got a lot of different tricks, Shay, and he's great great size, great length. So he's sort of got the package a little bit as Mm -hmm. a basketballer. Um, And he's not half bad on the defensive end.
1: Oh, he's he's great on the defensive yeah. end His his stats and numbers and everything on the defensive end are great. And he's because he's so big and long and he's just smart. He's a very yeah. very smart player. Um, played for Kentucky, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you, you can see that a lot in college and how he sort of came out and just sort of already exceeded expectations as people that sort of well, before Tatum's ten game break after the Celtics at the end of the season put him on the same level as Tatum. Yeah. For how good that can be and I that I mean I, I put him close to up there as it is as well he can do so much for you and he's improving his shot yeah game by game yeah, it's, it's, no,
0: it's noticeable when you watch as well it's definitely he's getting better off the dribble as well yeah. which is
1: a big thing my only so.
0: problem with Shea is that every time so he's a 20 game 20 points a night scorer two times I've had him in my same game multi for 20 points <laughs> he's had like <laughs> 16 and 18
1: fuck <laughs> yeah, so The listeners right now are just going to assume that we're big time gamblers. Yeah. I'm only betting a couple bucks at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's
0: why I have to do a 17
1: leg same game moldy <laughs> just to get some value out of, the, out of the thing. Even though it's 17 leg, you're still surprised when <laughs> one leg drops. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. All 17 of my predictions are meant to be correct. <laughs> They're all calculated. I like. just throw these legs in. Okay. You just see them. Oh, yeah. It's like in the, it's like in the footy.
0: <laughs> Eight game, eight eight leg, same game, multi. Two legs failed. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I carefully decided on what I was going to put in and two of them failed. That's just unfair. <laughs> Even though the odds are extremely stacked against me. Extremely <laughs> stacked <laughs> against you. <laughs> spot on. Don't bet, kids.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> any last comments on the Thunder before we move on? Oh, oh yeah. I was going to um, ask you, if you're the Thunder... And obviously, I can see these grading games and the playoff games only build his trade value. But do you see them long term keeping CP three around, or do you see them eventually moving off? Well, we I think did even this off season.
0: Well, we discussed it with who did we discuss it with in the last episode? And
1: we brought up with the Knicks and Thibodeau and whatnot. Yeah,
0: like and even oh Utah,
1: Utah, that's doing
0: right. a sort of a swap with Conley and CP three. So mm. I can see them doing it if the right deal came up. And by right deal, a deal that – because a lot of people would just assume they're going to have to move him on at a loss. Um, but now he's at the point where he's got some value where they should get the right deal, a deal that really does work for them for the now and going into the future. So if the right deal pops up, I think they'll have no hesitation in doing it if, it's the, if the right deal happens to be this off season, But if it's not for another two years, I don't see why they wouldn't Hold on. There's no need. To there's there's it, no need to rush it, and I just
1: if, if gi- give him
0: to up off. just for nothing. Yep. I think mean, there's definitely a, they can ask for a bit now and get the right deal done yep. do so think, for the now and the future.
1: Do you think they're in a position where they can sort of just take back draft picks or young players? Or I mean, because currently he's, he's a big vet veteran presence on the team and he's yep. leading by example. Do you think they're at a state where if they lose CB three, they lose a lot of that cohesiveness and everything? Where, say if they Traded cb three for a couple of contracts that they've just gone out the window, and then yeah, just draft picks for young players. I think or,
0: I think they're that kind of franchise though, where and they've got a great coach and great and they're well run. That the culture's not an issue. Great young guy and Shaggy Gilles Gilch- Alexander. Um, I feel like Dennis Schroeder is a good culture guy Steven Adams. as well. Stephen Adams as well. So he's been there seven years now. So I feel the culture's not going to be anything that's going to be hindered. Amazingly, if Chris Paul leaves, I think I think Shea wants him to stay. I think mm-hmm. that's a great mentor to have, you know, this early in your career. So I don't think that would be a worry for them. I think they're in a good in a good stage now where they can just monitor the deals that are being offered, what's sort of out there. See what
1: Chris Paul wants because honestly, he he may yeah. be, may just want to have a few years where he has a better chance on some team.
0: Yeah, correct. So I think. Um, I think, although they've got you know such a chance to, although they've probably got pressure now where they've got to be able to make the right decisions to prop them over to the next level with someone like Shea and these, and, and Adams. Um, you know, they've got draft picks. They've got they got a, they got to pressure to be good in the future. I think they're also in a pretty good spot now where they can just chill out for a bit and just assess everything. There's not really a rush. I don't think there's no rush to get rid of CP 3s contract or anything like that. I can wait for the offers to come in and just go from there and sort of go with what happens and what is offered to them, I think.
1: Mm, nice, no, spot on. And I might just point out, just because this is a little, something that a- angered me that I've seen, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday I saw it, the Mark Swartz article where he says Paul George and Chris Paul are eventually going to make themselves their way to the Lakers in 2022. What? that's not happening <laughs> where's that come from I don't know but Mark Swartz a respected journalist claimed the cap space all this and that. He's, they're going to be able to afford it it'll all be there and Chris Paul will be willing to take a mid-level exception once his deal's done and stuff fuck no that's not happening
0: <laughs> I, it, are you saying that because you don't want it to happen or you actually don't not see that it it's happening
1: just, I don't want it to happen I would like to see Chris Paul get a ring he's a great player and he deserves it yeah but it's just, I hate this type of thing. And then you have people that message, you, oh, did you see this? And Chris Paul, could be going to the Lakers? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's it's just most, one of the most unrealistic things. That
0: always sounded like a, a fake 2K trade. That when you said it, I could like
1: <laughs> It's like I could see uh, yeah, maybe Paul George being that unhappy with the Clippers. I, I probably can't see that. But yeah. there would be space for him to join the Lakers in 2022 and whatnot for him to jump ship. But... 2021, 2022, but, it's, oh, to have them both, for this to happen, Chris Paul needs to waive, like a 45 million dollar team option, mm. and accept a mid-range of 5 million dollars, so he's given up 40 million dollars, just to do this anyway. and yeah, he's got a lot of money to his name already, but that's, it's that's all, a 40 million dollars, he can play with, like it's, a lot of money. I, just, I just hate seeing this stuff, and, And if if it all goes to plan
0: and the Lakers and the Clippers have some serious playoff battles in the next two seasons, Mm. you could not, if you were Paul George, go there.
1: Not at all. You couldn't.
0: I could never say, honestly, I don't. Would would that be worse, if he did that, would that be worse (laughs) than the KD joining the Warriors?
1: Almost, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it would be. The Clippers gave up. Especially
0: if the Lakers beat them.
1: Bloody barrel. It's like he's
0: beat them mm, in these two seasons.
1: And then he jumps. And
0: then he jumps. That would
1: the o- only way I could see it happening is just quiet leaves on his own accord, and then it's Paul George left on a team with no assets and whatnot.
0: Yep. Um, no sort of future
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I might add though, to counter Mark Swartz's article or report, um, where he said it, Chris Paul back to the Clippers was already a big possibility this year. Yeah. Um, it was reported that it could happen in, in, in like a Beverly and a few other contracts thrown in deal involved there, and something like that. It would be fun to see Chris Paul back with those guys and compete. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, I'd love to see Chris Paul get a ring. He's a yeah. guy that deserves it. Him, Steve Nash and all those sorts of guys. You always talk about these great, great players, point guards uh, uh, John Stockton that have just been there and just played the game so well for their size and there's just a love you can have for these players that work so hard because they are on the side, so they have to work harder to be able to make it where they Mm -hmm. are. Um, And then it it sucks not seeing them have a ring. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, something like that. And the whole
0: LeBron thing, it could happen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It could happen. Exactly. Um, (laughs) So we're going to move on to the Spurs. San Antonio, who, you know... One of those teams in the
1: West where it's like,
0: should they be in the bubble? Really? I mean... You're always,
1: um, always going to be surprised when they get close. and oh no, you know, Sorry, you're not going to be surprised when they get close. Like it, it, it's Actually, I was thinking about this the other day. The amount that everyone's like, it's pop. you know, It's Greg Popovich. Yeah. It's, he's there, he's not. But it sort of, kind of seems like now he's got one foot in the modern era of basketball and the other foot... ...in the past... ...and yeah. he's still glued... ...to this old school... ...basketball style... ...which is mid-ranges... ...and... ...yeah... ...they're just... ...ball movement... ...which... ...you love to see... ...you love to mm. see... ...that sort of basketball ball... ...but it's... ...it's not...
0: ...they've got the two most... ...mid-range hungry men... <laughs> ...I've ever seen... ...Mark <laughs> yeah. ...and... ...Demada Rose... ...and when they they're on the
1: floor together... Starting unit, especially with DeRozan and whatnot, is not good. Mm. And then the bench unit comes on, and they're playing with like a Patty Mills and yeah. Lonnie Walker, and that they're, they're good. I think they're a positive when they're on the floor. Yeah, um, but, but I, you can't. You You, can't,
0: you got. You, you have to start from DeRozan and, and those guys. Exactly. Right? it's almost exactly. Um, so they're the they're the twelve seed, twenty seven and thirty six. Um, I mean, they're four games back from Memphis already. I mean, and and like no, Lamarcus Aldridge. Which we should mention that's well known. He's not coming to the bubble. Um, he's looking after some injuries, but yeah, just sort of they're there. They'll they'll play, but I don't see them making any big Scratch impact of any kind. Nah. What do you know? What the NBA is going to do with all of those four teams? So that are uh, below eight. So Portland, the Pelicans, Sacramento, and San Antonio. What if they're all within four games?
1: It's they just take the ninth seed.
0: So it's essentially
1: a fight for the ninth seed no right. matter what you do. Yeah. You just, it's a fight for the ninth seed. Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't take the but They've, They've got a hard, hard schedule oh, so yeah, yeah. they top
1: that. They're missing... Oh, man, it could be a benefit for them missing someone <laughs> like Old That's As harsh, harsh as it is to say, mm. um, it frees up space and like I was saying before, frees up some space for the like Yaka Podal <laughs> to come in and Make a splash, you're he's 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 shaking your
0: head. He's just going <laughs> to clog up the paint. He can't <laughs> shoot. He's worse than the Lakers
1: for their game style because no. he can't shoot. Can I say this? When he was at the Raptors before the Kawhi trade and he was gradually he was getting a bit more minutes a year, he was playing good basketball for the Raptors. See, there's a reason it was only him and DeRozan that were in that trade and in the first round pick. So, like, He was a valuable piece in that and he is a good player. Do you know what percent from the floor he was shooting? In that, when he's oh, a big guy, all big guys shoot decently from the field. Yeah, but what, what's the number? Uh about 50. 66% from the field. This season? With, no, for that second year with the Raptors. Oh, that exactly. was in his second year when he's 22 years old. Yep. Since then, his minutes have just uh, slightly dropping every year. His field goal percentage hasn't dropped below 62%. Very, very high. He's a very respectable de- defender, but he's playing in a system that doesn't work for him in San Antonio. So. Yeah. It's sort of a weird old-school type. He, this year as well, is in the 16 minutes he's getting a game, he's still getting one and a half blocks. Yeah. Right, so that's around three, when you put it, if he's a full-time 36-minute starter, which is very respectable numbers. He's getting his balls. He's doing what he needs to do. And we've already seen players just this season that have been moved out of the this mid-range-based system. Darvis Bertans has just broken out once he's gotten out of that system. hmm could we see the Spurs just literally waste Jakob Podols' potential and everything like that yeah. in this system? And then he's another guy who is a free agent this off-season, restricted, just leave and kill it elsewhere, basically, just because of now Pops. I don't know. Just his system. Yeah. We're talking well, a little bit on Pop here, but-,
0: <laughs> but... like, there was definitely some reaction to the fact that they just gave up Bertans when he's the perfect current-day player. They can stretch the floor, um, size. So, you know, and you've already lost Kawh- <coughs> Kawhi as well. And then you lose Yakapertal. Doesn't look great to, for franchise that for so it's long was
1: where people wanted to be and where people mm-hmm. excelled every time they so, went there. But they brought in free agents. Like they brought in that mid level to brisk star kind of freedom. Like that. They, they brought in LaMarcus Aldridge when he basically was one of the. Yeah, one of if not the top three hottest guys on the market.
0: Well, that those couple of years where it was him and Kawhi, they were unbelievable.
1: They were very good, very good. Like very, very good uh, team.
0: that that postseason in the Western Conference Finals when uh, Zaza hurt Kawhi's ankle, mm. they were you know up by twenty in that game, game one. It was you know there was a feeling that they could challenge the Warriors that season. So mm. that was the first year with Kawhi. Uh sorry, with uh, KD. So mm. they were good then. They signed, that was a great signing to get old oldage then.
1: Exactly. And like, they've always maintained that high level of play no matter what. And it, it, it's sad to see now as a 21-year streak, 20-year streak of them being in the playoffs come to an end. Yeah. Them. We don't know yet, but it, it, it's a, it's pretty much mm. there. But it could almost be a blessing in disguise for them to sort of have a little reset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any players for you on this roster that you find just – Essentially, especially intriguing, or that you could see developing to a good guy. They don't have the high lottery picks or anything like that that are just no. going to make the big name plays. But there are a few young guys.
0: I mean, there's so the much guy. love for Dejounte Murray, mm. um, and I'm on that bandwagon. You know, he's you know he's, he's like like we're talking about shade. You know, he's big, he's long, he's pretty smooth. Um, the Spurs love him. Pop loves him. So I think I think he's going to shine in their system, and it'd be fun to watch him um, continue to grow. Um, gotta love our boy,
1: Paddy. Yeah, hopefully watch Paddy play every, every every day. He's <laughs> just fun to watch. According to Five Thirty Eight, Paddy has the highest rating on the. Doesn't surprise me. First, team.
0: he comes on. He's energetic, hits threes. He's ha- Plays hard defensively. He's so small, but I mean, he tries hard. Do you know he's second? Don't say (laughs) acapella. Don't throw me analytics (laughs) when they don't support my argument. Okay, that's I I don't don't need that right now.
1: You sound like Ray Popley, straying away from what could be helping your team. Give me the stats that
0: help my argument.
1: Pop mid range at the ring. No three point at the ring is the way to go. Nah, mid range. (laughs) Mid range is the way. It's never. It's never straying from mid range. Um. So well, it's funny that we It's funny that you're
0: bagging out Greg Popovich <laughs> so and he's coaching because my glass half full was was that, they, they have, have pop. pop. Yeah. So it's always you just never know play. what he's going to come up with, um, especially in this kind of, uh, scenario where it's you know, so matchup based and you can change the sort of your system with the in the bubble and you know you're playing different teams every night and if you make the playoffs, you know don't know who you're going to be facing because there's so many different variables um in that in that eight so yeah that was my glass half full for the spurs mm. do you have
1: one yeah another glass half full and i think for the first few games i've given him more minutes but lonnie walker yeah fourth, yeah. an unbelievable player and he's been so overshadowed on this roster yeah
0: there's some unbelievable highlights of just his hustle plays. Yeah,
1: hustle plays, big dunks, just yep. aggression and everything, just always fighting for an offensive rebound. Just
0: Cut his hair too, which I think is a great move because <laughs> guys like that, I mean, who am I sort of thinking of? Alfred Payton. Get that big hair out. There's <laughs> never been a successful player in the NBA with shit hair. That Julius over. I mean, that's an Afro. That's cool. That's cool. But you're not getting that anymore. Like, Jackie Moon that's all want Kobe White to cut his hair because I think that <laughs> it's gonna. That's but that's my, a fro, isn't? Oh, he's a, he's
1: got the braids now, though.
0: Yeah, he's got braids. It's just, This my little thing in my head. These guys, it's <laughs> like oh, Josh Jackson from Sac, uh, Phoenix when he was at Phoenix. Yes, came in with his big buffy mm. hair, and I was like, mm, I just don't have a good feeling about it, and I. Was I proven right? You were. Yeah.
1: Was I proven <laughs> right about Alfred Payton? To a point. Yeah. I think I was.
0: Where's he? Is he at the Knicks now? Yes. He's actually a very good player for the Knicks this
1: year. One of, Boy, one that's of the. That's not bright. very hard though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. yeah. So I think Lonnie Walker's full now. is just gonna go bulls sky high. Straight um, up.
1: I mean, he's his numbers. I mean, wh- when he has played, he's. Pop's just decided to give him significant minutes. He has performed. And mm-hmm. he, he's not the type of guy that's always going to light it up in the box score because of his limited minutes and it's always so inconsistent. Yeah. But in the first game for them, he started the small forward. Fourteen points, five of ten shooting, two or four from three. Like he can shoot, he can drive, he's he's great on D. He can still defend at a high level, do all that. And he is the guy right now that if anything, not you shouldn't be building around per se, but he is a key piece yeah. to what they can do. And if you show him more, if anything, he can Keep his trade, trade, uh, marketability and whatnot there and everything because yep. they, they have a few young, interesting pieces. Lonnie Walker, I still have a bit of faith in Trey Lyles when they signed him. He, he's another one of those guys I think can perform better on another team. He was great for Denver for majority of the time, they just didn't mm-hmm. have enough to re sign him. But the Jacob Pertle, Murray, Derek White as well, who played very well on the Team USA. Well, yeah, it's lots like, of
0: love for Derek White around the league. He's definitely mm-hmm. someone
1: that uh, has some trade value. Exactly. But that, then again, it does make it very hard for the Spurs because they do have so many great guards on the team. Like, guys that can start a guard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Essentially, today's game. Like, Lee, we've seen Shea Gilder-Alexander yeah. like playing at the three well, like even well.
0: So, Paddy Mills, yeah. like... Willer and I were discussing it a few weeks ago. He probably starts on most teams. Mm. But for some, he, he he's just sort of, start he's, be that guy yeah, but he's, he's been so good as the sixth man in the Spurs system and leading that unit and just his energy and productivity off the bench mm. and he's sort of been put in that role which I think he likes, you know, I don't think he,
1: he doesn't feel like he has to go and be a star or something but he could easily be one. So he's just mm. another depth guy in yeah, that exactly. guard. And the thing, like, they, they have so many guys who play significant minutes of guard for them. Like, DeRozan, who now is forced to play the three because of 5th I've got Bryn Forbes, permanent starting two. Uh, DeJounte Murray, the one. Derek White, who could be a starting point guard. Paddy Mills, who could, like you said, be a starting point guard. Marco Ballinelli, who still has a lot of game, and we saw that recently for him on the sixes. Lonnie Walker, who's now pushed to the three, he's a natural two. Calden Johnson, their rookie out of Kentucky, mm-hmm. who, who's now sort of pushed to the three as well. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really even played this year, but he's another guy that I have a lot of stock in. Yeah. I've bought a lot of stock in like, <laughs> Yeah, I won't, dive, I won't dive into him much more, but that's already like seven, eight guards who could play significant 16 and above minutes a game. Yeah. It's not there. Mm-hmm. So it, it pop, the, like, it's not Pop's duty because it's not him creating this team as much. They have the front office that sort of need to make some decisions, I think, and prioritise, like which guys do we want to move forward with because... By keeping this, they're just getting older and they're cancelling each other out a bit and not living up to their potential. We need to shit yeah. some guys out, get some wings, because right now it's, it's really game Yeah. Fucking it, one, it's so. Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can him you know, a wing. He's not guarding a Kawhi or a Paul George anyway. God, so it's no. It's not, it's, not well yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly.
0: So. Um, I'm just looking at their schedule. And just off face value, it's not that bad. hmm they the, the Spurs uh, schedule. So they play Sacramento to start. Pretty, Winnable. that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Winnable. Then they play Memphis. Winnable. Winnable. Uh, then they got a tough two with Philly and Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean they they, 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 can oh, they had Al, they had, they had Aldridge last year, but they took them at yeah. seven. Um, then they've got Utah, the Pelicans, Houston, and then Utah again. I mean. They're, no. they're, there's winnable games there. Mm. You know, you get Utah twice, good chance you win one of those. Um, and who knows what the, what Houston and the Pelicans are going to throw up, because they're such a, high, you know, high paced, yeah. shoot a lot of threes, high scoring team that, they're easy to score against usually, those two teams. So you just never know. And I, I know we've been, <laughs> we've found a way to talk ourselves into, every team has a chance to win every game in this bubble. But, <laughs> That's gen- it's just such, such a small chance.
1: sample size that mm. any team could have a small run. If Atlanta would come in here, it wouldn't surprise me if they could win six of the eight games. <laughs> yeah, is this that? It's a little bit of chance, but um, like you mentioned, for the they got the Nuggets for a game the, last year Aldridge averaged twenty points for them against them on very low efficiency, yeah. very very low efficiency. So if you come in and have this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Caputo. <coming> <laughs> it was uh, Tyler Zeller, I think they. Yeah, Tyler Zeller as, as well. well. So yeah. Yeah, he can come and do some quality minutes for them. But I mean, mm. it, it, it could just sort of work, and it wouldn't surprise me if they can just get up. It's the same team they have, you know, yeah. the Spurs essentially. Yeah. Besides Aldridge, who it just could be a bad matchup for them, and it could benefit not him just not being there. So like, yeah. like you said, we're talking ourselves into them winning some <laughs> games, but at the same time. I still would say that most matchups they have against, I just prioritize every other team, even oh, the Kings
0: and whatnot. Yeah, it's still my uh, my hot take: is the Spurs are going to be the 8th seed. They will make the playoffs. <laughs> you heard it here first. Put the house on it
1: right now. <laughs> we'll re- we'll revisit this in what two weeks time, three weeks time, and I'll it will be but, laughing about but, how shocking that Third back, back in my face. Because, like, yeah, their percentage chance, the 538s, their percentage chance of making it into the playoffs is less than 1%. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll give them less than that. Probably. You're, you're still putting the house on it, are
0: I don't have a house, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll put Will's house on it. Next yes. Then. How about yes. that? Smart, um, smart decision. Will, I've just invested, mate, so. You can thank me later. i do make-it. We're going to make some serious coin.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the odds are going to be on for the yeah, Spurs to make uh, it in. It's, serious
0: whoo. winnings. Um,
1: um, Another question for you quickly. Throw it at me. What do you think is going to be their direction this off-season? Because it seems like DeRozan and Aldridge are both going to be staying another year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is Aldridge, afraid? I know DeRozan has a player option, but it's rumoured that it's quite likely that he's going to pick that up. I think Aldridge is still in the books. He is, yeah. he is on the books. He's it's the books? a non-guaranteed deal for next season, I'm pretty sure. Yep, Yeah. Um, and even Pop and stuff, what do you see them and how this play here, especially if you have some of the younger guys like a Apodal and uh, like Lonnie Walker and those guys really break out and take the ball a bit more away from DeRozan, what, what could, do you see that?
0: Um, having an impact on I mean,
1: yeah. They're...
0: Like there, was, there was it's almost was there for them to
1: just literally give away DeRozan. I like, think,
0: to yeah, I know. think it is. They're just at a standstill now where, I mean, is he going to stay when his contract's up anyway? Do mate, you want him to? I was
1: going to say, they're, do yeah, you want they're him bendy. paying him 20 something million? dollars. Yeah.
0: Million. I think they're, so they've bought into the Jonathan Murray, as they should have. Yeah. Um,
1: because there was but, quite some strong connection with the Orlando Magic for DeMar DeRozan during the season. Yeah. And there was some strong connection that the Magic you can get, you can get a good, on Aaron Gordon. If you can sort My God, from, if you got Aaron
0: Gordon, I'd, I'd be very happy if, if you, you have to give up a
1: pick. Like yep. your, your lottery, protect, like a lottery pick or some future pick.
0: Pro, they've probably gotten away with... And so that I'd put him in... So everyone's talking about now Hawthorne right in the AFL, how they're... For so long, they've been able to just uh, rejuvenate the list, just get pump in, experienced guys, trades, um, and stay relevant mm-hmm. uh, sort of in the top tier of the ladder. The Spurs have done that for so long, probably until this year. So they've always been in the playoffs. They've always been contenders. You never count the Spurs out. Now, it's probably at that time where, blow it up a little bit, get rid of guys like Rudy Gay, Demar Rose, and, and Aldridge, and buy into... Murray, um, Bryn Forbes, you know, Derek White, these young guys. Keep someone like a Paddy Mills around. I think he's still got plenty to to give. He's only 31. Um, And, yeah, just build again, I think. It's time to, you know, hit hit the lottery, see what they can find. Because, I mean, they've got a decent pick this year. Depends how they go next year. They've probably got a pretty decent pick next year. Um, right. because this draft draft, meant I to say, be this great. draft's not unbelievable it's, so it's probably shit. better that if you if you do blow it up for next year's draft at least you've got a great draft to pick from and there's some depth there so i think it's definitely time to move on from this trade sign sort of system that they've got and um and hit the draft mm. and then sort of fill in the spots around that which is what i've yeah, I'd like
1: to do from this point. You say filling in the spots and stuff. Do you think that they can still do all this under Pop? Like, it has, it has been long speculation for the past five years. When's he retiring? When's he done? We haven't seen yeah. him in a long time have a team purely of young guys. Yeah. Uh, although they still have a couple vets. If so, you get rid of a few of the older guys. Yeah. How can I Pop mean, And we saw he's not far... He could have call it a fail. The USA...
0: Yeah, definitely. Thing and he definitely did
1: not do well. I definitely, mean, he's given the P- best, picks team, wrong of the best guys. teams
0: the Pick some wrong guys. Pick some some wrong guys. Definitely, I mean Ben didn't make it. Like, what mm. the fuck?
1: Exactly. <laughs> it just didn't work well for him at all. Yeah, like, I witnessed firsthand that Australia beat them.
0: Yeah, like it's um, he, is he's he, so is he stuck
1: in an old style basketball that really he's he just he's. Not
0: I'm comparing to the Hawks again. He's he's like Alistair Clarkson where he's done he's won so many championships done so much right that if he's willing to buy into this rejuvenation through the draft, young guys, then I'd definitely keep him on. But if he's also willing to step back, and he's in a the lot fr- of his assistants like a lot of the yeah, good coaches now exactly. come from underneath exactly. So players, and he, and he's, an he's he's got he's got, he's got a strong role in the front office mm. as it is it yeah. has for a long time. So. And if he wants to step back and just do that, he'd be, be an unbelievable advisor to have mm-hmm. for the new coach. So I think you sort of – Pop's built up enough reputation that you, you do what Pop wants to do,
1: Yeah, I think.
0: What, mm-hmm. do, you, what do you think about that? Because I feel like you're going a different direction. Uh,
1: not different direction. I'm just – he's an excellent X's and O's coach. He can get them buckets. But if I, I wouldn't be surprised still if he can find a way to be able to – adapt mortars, three-point centric type of basketball. Um, it's just, it hasn't, and it, oh, he hasn't had the personnel for it, really, but I mean, when old when they've been telling Aldridge to shoot more, they've been playing better mm-hmm. and they've been getting those shots because a pop-pop makes the whole offense work. Yeah. Right? And you, you see the guys that they pump out and they bring up and any guy that's immediately drafted to the Spurs, it, they just seem like a better player than they are because they're like, all right, Luka Savanich yeah. I got drafted there recently. It's, you don't know a lot about him, but he's a Euro that got drafted the Spurs. Immediately, oh, he's got to be a good player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, he's a very good coach. It's just hard for to well, see so, him be with a very young team.
0: So he's 71
1: as well, which
0: he's so... But he's definitely someone that can... I. It seems like he can relate with these young guys still, and they still seem to love him. And It's not like he's out of touch with the youth coming up into the NBA but there does come a point where you're not going to be able to relate as much to them and in the basketball sense as well where you might be stuck a little bit in your ways of what you had previously done that was successful so um, that's definitely something they have to think about is the fact that he's 71 so he turns 72 next year in in January so that's definitely something that has to play on their mind I think Exactly. And I think
1: he's still got one more year on his contract actually down. But mm-hmm. I mean, the coaches can leave at any time. Yeah. And I'm sure the Spurs aren't going to be angry at him leaving. No There's way. no love lost at all. But I mean, like you said, he's up with age. His wife passed away, uh, I think, last was, year. in the last year. Yeah. yeah. So he's. Who he knows what he wants? And he just it just might not be for him. And there are a lot of other good coaches out there that yep. can really make an impact. And I don't think.
0: A couple under him already. Exactly. So,
1: and. Like, oh, there's the one guy on his bench that's been there for a long time. Like, I can't Becky remember. Hammond. Becky Hammond as well. Is is one, one, that's yeah. one person. Yeah, they do have another person. Um, oh, I can't name what's on my head. But the, yeah, like you said, they have a lot of people there that can make an impact of the bat. And, and it won't lose the culture, honestly, because people there, like even Becky Hammond, for example, all the players strongly respect, Be- respect Becky Hammond. She's yeah. been coaching herself a lot of these games in the yeah. – She's um, been there a long time now. Just, yeah, been there a long time. Three, four years at least. Are you thinking
0: of Will Hardy? Could be that
1: guy. Yeah, I think that the older.
0: Chip... In- oh, Chip England. One of
1: them. In- England, sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, Tim like,
0: Duncan is he the next head coach? He's yeah, his assistant would, coach right now.
1: That was a rumor as well. I don't know how good Timmy D is up for that, or but I, I still put Becky well ahead yeah, yeah, of Tim for yeah. head coach. I think
0: she she has openly said that she would be.
1: Um, Keen on head coaching roles So she had and she just, does that When Pop gets ejected
0: the, the Knicks job was definitely mm. Up for grabs Or not up for grabs for her But she was def- She was interested In Um, And yeah <laughs> I feel like Pop just chooses When he wants to get ejected He's like I'm bored this. I'm just yeah, going to exactly. get ejected no, That's that. actually what it seems it's like, like no one
1: cares It's like the player's are, Yeah he, he needs a nap
0: Yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, That's actually it Like he It's just all of a sudden Because Whatever he gets ejected for it never seems to be anything awful Exactly it's But he like, flips out and then gets the T, double T, and he's out. And then all of a
1: sudden, he's mellow again as he, and he just walks off. He's not going to... It's never a singular tech. If he's going to get a tech, he's it, like, yeah. I'm right, going we'll get a little bit angry here. I just don't want to be here. Bit of Steve singular.
0: Kerr in that too. Steve yeah. Kerr seems to like, all of a sudden, flip the fuck out, <laughs> double tech. He, he seriously... seems like he's personally abusing each referee. Like he's abusing he everything. Sure he, he, he knows he's something about each one. Like, and he's... <laughs> He's getting his money's worth mm. with the ejection, but then all of a sudden he's mellow again. he's just walked off, yeah. And no one blinks an eye. They're just like, "Oh, it's just thing getting ejected." He does that
1: every now and then. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Needs a little nana nap.
0: Whereas when Richie Wallace did it, or DeBuck's cousin was <laughs> like, "Oh, <laughs>
1: you, what the fuck are you? <laughs> you are
0: awful for the for the culture." <laughs> um, well, we'll we've discussed plenty. We have. Uh, we're gonna just keep pumping them out. We're gonna keep. Get them done before Friday morning, uh, and then there's just going to be more to talk about because the games will start, which we can't wait
1: for. Boy, we are excited <laughs> for that.
0: Uh, so thanks for joining us, Nate, and we will talk soon. Anytime.